1: the Wimmera's favourite sons, and Paul Pruska, who joins us now to kick off the Bet365 Country Racing Hour. Paul, good morning to you. How is Horsham this morning?
0: Yeah, a bit of frost this morning. Yes. She's, uh, she's nice and fresh with a, a good blue sky. So uh will be a nice day, but it's harsh at the moment.
1: Did Stipardi have a, a gallop this morning? What's his preparation now ahead of Saturday's Caulfield Guineas?
0: No, he'd done his, uh, he'd done his last piece of work yesterday, and um, it's just key to him... Uh, from so uh, beautiful piece of work yesterday. Um, nothing, nothing over the top. It's just, just the standard, and he's um, real, real happy where he's at. And um, yeah, like I said, it's just a matter of keeping him happy, and uh, nothing to do now. Do you fire Oh,
1: that, that's exciting, mate. You've done your work, and you just got to, I guess, put him in cotton wool. Do, um, do you find that? Have you found that he's he's got better as this preparation? has gone on, especially with his work back at home?
0: Yeah, for sure. He's uh, he's, uh, he's matured out, he's grown again, and uh, more so mentally, um, he's furnished out there. So, uh, you know, sort of uh, last run, give us a bit of <coughs> another couple of percent more confidence um, that you can do what you need to do on him. So, um, over to Johnny now.
1: Yeah, good luck, Johnny Allen, and he's a man that's been able to deliver on the big stage before. He's one of those horses when you watch that replay the other day in the Caulfield Guineas Prelude, he had no right to win, Paul, but he's got that rare ability just to find a way. Um, and when you watch him race like that, I guess it's difficult to f- to work out what his ceiling is.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I go. I suppose that it, that's uh, a luxury now. I suppose. Um... Wherever we draw, we can um, map him accordingly. I think he's sort of <clears throat> he's got enough there to um, enough there that you can ride the race a bit too, and the, the horse is still going to be in his comfort zone. So um, yeah. uh, it, makes, it makes it a little bit easier. Um, anyway, we'll uh, <laughs> wait for the gates to open up.
1: How much of a benefit? Is it for him, and I guess over one of his major rivals, I know that Militarise worked nicely at Caulfield this morning, but for your horse to have that experience there at Caulfield, their last start?
0: Yeah, look, it, uh, it's certainly a box. I, you know, I wanted to tick. So, um, you know, it, uh, it, it does help him. Um, does help him. So... Um, Anyway, he's got that up his sleeve, and uh, no doubt, um, militarisers—they'll have ticked their boxes. Yeah, they're, they're good people with it, and um, I'm sure, I'm sure they're pretty happy too. You know,
1: what's it, Yeah, <laughs> one of
0: those races. There's, uh, there's plenty of chances. You know.
1: Yeah. Have Have you felt the build-up for this race? I know there's a big day in Sydney with the Everest and King Charles, but. The MRC, I think, would be over the moon with the talent on show there for their Caulfield Guineas. But for mine, Paul, I know that you're in the middle of it, but it seems like this year is a little bit different than the previous years with the build-up towards this Caulfield Guineas because of your fella and the class there of a militarise coming from Sydney.
0: Yeah, look, at um, I, I suppose every uh, every year it's all, all always different, but... Um i i guess i'd I'd love to win it but um <clears throat> I'd love to win it, but either way we're, we're pretty happy with our block, and um it gets down to gets you down to a spot where you, uh, you want to see the see these horses go to war you know so yeah. um part of the, part of the whole package you know? and <laughs> see so he's got the best on the day
1: so what barriers rule do you want
0: ah oh, look i i i think um just you'd like to see militarised draw two, I suppose. <laughs> We'd still be um, still okay if we drew out. So um, I don't think it really matters with our fellow. We can we can pop a button or we can take a seat. Um, you know, you sort of um, the squeeze is nice. And the, you know, if you drew a six or a seven, it'd be no, a nice um, nice job for Johnny. But um, anyway, we'll see what happens
1: yeah um what's uh what's the what's the reception like in Horsham is everybody getting excited around the Wimra because he's become one of their favorite sons they tell me
0: yeah he's got a lot of owners by
1: J G- <laughs> he has hasn't he there's been a few that have just taken the limelight um and enjoyed lapping it up paul we won't mention names
0: it's quite funny uh you know, I remember when uh, Surprise Baby was kicking around. You, you you pull up at the Haven store, and uh, a little old lady would waddle over and and say, "Geez, thanks for that. I, I bought me rainwater tank." You know, so there's uh, so many good stories um, people just having their own and bit. You know, a local horse and. Um, yeah, like I said, I, re- I reckon he's got two me, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
1: it's going to be some party. Have you worked out your after party yet or are you, are you all going back to to Horsham after the race? What's the process there?
0: No, geez, I, I haven't got that far ahead yet. and um, I've still got to get a haircut and find a suit, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's probably my main stress, you know. Surely you've got um, a
1: sponsorship there, Paul, in Horsham with the local Men's for Men or something like that.
0: <laughs> I haven't. I, uh, you know, things have been busy here. You sort of head down, bum up all, all day, every day, and um, just keeping keep keeping on the job. So, um, yeah, I'm sure I'll, I'll get on the blower today and see if I can get a haircut. and um, That'd be one box ticks for, yeah. for me. Tick for me.
1: Have you got your local barber, or you you switch it around a little bit? Whoever can fit you in there and horse and Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, amazing. you got to book in for a men's haircut. It's a 10-minute job, and um, you got to book a week ahead. Oh,
1: it's changed this world. It has. They're not 60 bucks in Horsham, are they?
0: Yeah, yeah, they hit you. They hit you. I'm going, I, I haven't got much left, but the price is not getting any less.
1: I remember when I was based at Win TV in Ballarat all those years ago, and I got sent down to Horsham to do a story, and it was with one of the hairdressers, and it was basically and. Sadly, this, it was in the middle of the drought, and we were talking to the hairdressers and how they basically needed a degree in psychology because the farmers would come in and they'd be, like, you know, they'd be going through some tough times, and they'd um, tell the the hairdresser about all their problems, and the hairdresser would actually help them get through some of these tough times. I, I do you do you reveal everything to the hairdresser, Paul? What what what's Johnny Allen going to do from? Barrier seven. These owners are annoying me. What?
2: <laughs>
0: no, no, no. I um, I'm in and out pretty quick. Um, cut it as short as you can. I don't want to be back here for a while. <laughs> so there's, there's nothing flashy. I don't sit there for long.
1: Yeah. Well, it's um, it, I think it's terrific for country racing to have a horse like Stapati representing a, a region like the the Wimmera and going on to take on some of the the big guns of the sport like. Henry Field and Newgate Farm and, of course, Chris Waller and the like. And Joe mirror will take the ride on him. So it's going to be some clash. And it's not just those two horses that will be taking centre stage. It's a, it's a deep field in and, and this year's Caulfield Guineas. So, mate, we wish you the best of luck. Poison Chalice, you've got an update on, on that exciting galloper also from your stable?
0: Yeah, look, he's uh, he come through the run super. Um, come through the run super, yeah. Um, you know, he's a little bit bipolarish, isn't he? You know, he, yeah. he, can, he can come with, um, but look, I think he just needs uh, needs racing and a bit of time. Um, certainly, uh, certainly, there's there's good hopes for him. Um, but just how do uh, you know he might only have another run? Um, we'll just sort of keep digesting it. But the main thing he would come through solid, and um, there's plenty of horse flesh there. So. Yeah. Um, We'll just look at the series and um,
1: that, that, that's him, you know. And I know you don't like talking in hypotheticals, but if he does perform well and, say, you're self-militarised clear out and you strive for stride down the heath and you win or he nails you, um, hopefully you do win, but would you push on towards a Cox Plate? Is that in consideration at the moment?
0: Look, it's a sort of an open. Uh, I, I think, watching it each year, you know, it can be brutally ran, and um,
3: yeah,
0: I think you got to digest that before you press on, uh, because the next one's even brutal again. So, um, you know, he's uh, he, he's a horse with a lot of upside. Still, you can, you know, you could drop him back, you could freshen him up, and drop him back, and uh, and send him down the straight again, or you could step him up. So it's sort of um, yeah, there's a real open open book yeah. there, I'm not going to lock into anything, it's a, it was a great option for the owners to have there, um, but I reckon mm-hmm. it would be uh, one of those jobs, you, you really got to see how you come through it and see how tough it was on them mm-hmm. um, before you make the next step, but uh, certainly sort of an exciting animal as, as in... Uh, you, you can give him a, a couple of days off, and he, he he's back. Uh, he bounces real quick, you know. So uh, incredibly tough horse. that's fast, and um, I don't think we'll be any any hurry to make that decision, you know. Yeah,
1: it seems like it's a little bit like the situation with Simon Miller. You could train Amelia's Jewel <coughs> for a, a, an Everest if you wanted to, or you could get her out to a Cox Plate distance, or drop her back to an Eagle over the fifteen hundred metres. So. So that, is there an option as well that you could push towards a Victoria Derby with him?
0: Yeah, certainly. Yeah, I, I suppose I suppose there's no need to do it, but he's certainly a horse that would switch off, whether he truly got the 2,400, but uh, geez, I'd like to be sitting on him in it. He'd be yeah. horse that had dropped the bridle with the boom turn of foot. But um, I, I guess, I mean, I love my staves and I'd love, love to win a Derby. Um, but I just feel that uh, we've still got a, a real good turn of foot. I suppose why why go there if you don't have to, you know?
1: yeah no <laughs> it's, it's it's going to be interesting. I guess you just get the job done on on Saturday and then you'll have to make a few tough decisions after that, mate. But um you've been excellent with the media, um, he's a star the party, and it's going to be some clash there on on Saturday afternoon was to party against a, a brilliant crop of three-year-olds this year. Thanks for your time, mate, and enjoy that haircut. Surely, if you mention yeah, yourself, lazy, Paul, Paul Prusky, you get a discount today. <laughs> um, have you got a winner? i got a few text messages coming through. Have you got a winner at the Murray Bridge? Not well, Mount Gambier, I should say, tomorrow.
0: Oh, look, uh, I thought handshake's in the right spot right time. Yeah. Um, a award, tricky mare to catch, but she's, uh, she, she's probably in good shape for it too, you know?
1: Yeah, all right then. So that's race five, number seven, and race four, number two, handshake there at Mount Gambier on a Wednesday afternoon. Good on you, mate. Thanks for that, Paul. Cheers, mate. He, he's a star, Paul Pruska. Ninety minutes past eight. We'll head to Euroa straight after this. So from Horsham to Euroa on the Bet365 Country Racing Hour. And J.D. Hayes will be joining us to give us an update on Mr. Brightside. Back to Giddy Up, this fires you up, doesn't it, when you hear Mr. Brightside and the killers. And Mr. Brightside will be stepping out, going into war again. On a Saturday afternoon, but this time in the King Charles worth $5 million. And every time he puts those gloves on, he never lets his supporters down, including the man who's been an important part of his success in J.D. Hayes, one of his three co-trainers, and he joins us now. J.D., good morning to you.
2: Good morning, Gary. Thank you for having me.
1: You must play that music before you run out for your hour just to give you an extra little bit of motivation on a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon.
2: I currently just play it in the shower in the morning (laughs) to get the motivation to get going. uh, He's given us a lot of lift this horse, so we have a lot to thank him for.
1: How is he, mate?
2: Uh, He's good. He's good. He did his final piece of work here uh, yesterday at the farm um, and he worked through nicely, typical work for him and loaded him up on the float uh, last night and he's arrived safely in Sydney. So um, he's following the similar recipe that we've um, done for when he's been able to attack the Doncaster and it seems to be all systems go at this stage.
1: So what's his schedule like? Does he spend most of his time on the farm there at Eroa or at Lindsay Park?
2: Uh, to be honest, he's a, he's a very versatile horse. He, he thrives in both um, camps that we have. It's more a logistical thing as to whether um, he has two or three weeks between runs, but... I must say, he, he does seem to absolutely love the day he we have, here, have up here at the farm. So um, I think if you had to ask him, he would probably choose your own. <laughs>
1: and, and I guess that's a big asset to your training establishment and your, your training procedures there at, at Lindsay Park, that you've got the ability to move horses up and down that highway and they can enjoy some um, country air or they can be in the hustle and bustle at Flemington, which some horses enjoy.
2: Yeah, the change of environment we find is key. Um, they do a lot of their base work and getting fit here at the farm and maintenance in between runs and then to change their environment just before the race, it's sort of like a, a mental note for him that you know that a run's coming up and, I don't know, it just find, we just find that it gets them into gear and uh, gets them in the right zone.
1: So he's had three runs back this preparation and he's been awesome in all three runs. So when you set out his schedule, when did you think that, he might be peaking. Is this the race that you think that, well, we're going to have him now 100% wound up and ready to um, deliver his best in this preparation or you still got a little bit left in the tank for a few other grand finals to come?
2: Um, I think there's a lot left in the tank actually because um, getting ready for a grand final, you never really go a month between runs with a jump out but that's just sort of how the schedule fell yeah. and the race plan into it. So um, he's definitely maintained. He's in very good form but I dare say um, as we getting deeper into the preparation, he's probably going to be ready um, to peak in a race like the Cox Plates. I think after a hard-run mile um, and a trip, he'll be ready to absolutely fly. So um, hopefully for connections and us, it's a, a very interesting next six weeks.
1: It's not a bad way to blow out the cobwebs in a $5 million race.
2: No, and in, in saying that too, we have kept the work up to him yep. just to make sure that it doesn't do too well in the months between runs. Like he did have that tick over trial at Benalla, which seemed to blow out the cobwebs quite nicely and a nice gallop here. So he certainly hasn't been missed, but there's nothing like that uh, much fitness.
1: And he, he doesn't mind the Randwick mile either.
2: No, he's got a a pretty good record there. So hopefully he can can continue to maintain it.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, you head down to Sydney this week. We've got Caulfield Guineas Day. So it's a busy time for the, for the team.
2: Yeah, so Will's going to be at the farm and then go down for for Guineas Day. Ben's got a wedding on Friday, so he's going to attend that and then come down to Corford Guineas, and I've got the ticket to Sydney.
1: Oh, how good is that? And um, look out. I don't know. What's that place called now? Is it the Sheaf?
2: Uh, I'd have uh, no idea. <laughs> I'm just uh, very in bed by eight. That's my style.
1: <laughs> um, so what barry drawer do you want in the King Charles? Because it's a... As expected, it's a deep field. And then we've got the intrigue of some of these internationals that have arrived that will add a little bit of X-factor to, to a King Charles.
2: Yeah, no, just going through the King Charles field, it is they have really got some world-class milers there. So he uh, certainly needs to go to another level. And in terms of barrier draw, anything between three and eight will be happy.
1: Yeah, perfect. Um, just having a look at some of the nominations there for Saturday for Lindsay Park. and. Obviously, it's going to be a a big day there for the stable. Are you happy with little bros heading towards the Caulfield Guineas?
2: Yeah, happy. Um, He certainly has to improve. I think the mile's going to suit. His uh, work on the course proper this morning at Flemington was very good. And uh, we have been doing a few little things like popping him over some logs. So hopefully that culminates in... um, a a really good result and i think barrier is key for him if we can draw an inside barrier i think it's really going to aid in his his chances
1: and it looks like i know that you were weighing up at the start of his prep whether he's a coolmore or a guineas horse but i think he he quickly told you that he would he's a guineas horse
2: yeah yeah he was um he just found those horses a bit sharp for him early on and we figured that he would get closer so he just extended uh, the distance of the races, and he does have a lovely stride length. He's beautifully clean-winded, so um, it's going to be very interesting seeing him out to the mile for, for what, the first time.
1: What did you make of Shiva the other day at Flemington?
2: Uh, it it was a, a big ask to throw her in such a big field in so early in her career down the straight, and I thought she ran a, a, a credible race. Um, she was out there bowling in front, probably got it a bit upside down. Um, as they can do, seeing the straight for the first time. So I really do feel like he's done well for the time between runs. Her jump out last Friday was good, and I'm expecting a good effort on Saturday.
1: A horse that I'm in love with, and I think he, and you mentioned this to us a couple of weeks ago, and you said this horse has just improved out of sight. But I think he's gone to another level and here to shock. He was mighty in defeat behind Antino. I know he's got to take on Amelia's jewel, and Antino once again, he's got 52 on his back. Could he cause a little bit of an upset in a Turak handicap? And I see Barbie's Fox after her impressive effort in the Epsom. She's nominated for a couple of races. Does she go that way as well?
2: Yeah, we're leaning towards. I think here the shock's really going to um, take the race by the scruff of the neck and give him something to chase down. I would have loved to get a little bit more weight off Amelia's jewel, but yep. it's, just how it, uh, it's just how it fell. But um, can't fault our horse. He, he gives 120% every time, and um, he won't die wondering if you are on it. Get a few, a bit of those odds um, because he's just going to go forward and he kicks hard off a fast tempo with no weight. Hopefully, he's right there to the death. But um, for connections, I think it's going to be a long last hundred metres, see if he can hang on.
1: So, you're thinking that if you're going to beat Amelia's jewel, let's try and take her out of her comfort zone, hopefully, as early as possible and make it a war in a track. And I, if, if you're thinking that, it doesn't get any better for us racing fans, really.
2: Well, possibly, because he's fourth up and ready to absorb a, yep. a really fast run mile with no weight. But in a two-rack, there's, there's going to be people thinking the same as well, trying to make use of that no weight on their back. So it always is a high-pressure race. Um, and, yeah, I think it's going to be no different this year. It might actually play into a Jules' hands. He might just be able to smoke pipe in behind and finish strongly and be too good, which is most likely going to happen. But it's going to be an interesting watch yeah. anyway
1: she had a fast run race the other day, Millie's Jewel, and she went a track record time. And before that, she'd been in slowly run races and had the better turn of foot. But I think Simon's been looking forward to seeing what she can do, absorbing pace in a, in a big group one like a Turak. So that will be fascinating. But she's your bloke. You'd love to go to war with him because he's as tough and as and honest as they come. Um, and Barbie's Fox, she's trained on nicely after that, that really good fourth in a, a group one Epsom.
2: Yes. She um, had no weight in the Epson, and uh, she really did us proud, being able to jag that four. She was in the market, tipped to run third last, so she definitely ran better than market expectations, and uh, she'll get her opportunity on the weekend. We're still undecided as to which way we'll go, and she's just about to do a final piece of work now, so that'll make it more clear.
1: All right, then, we better let you go. Do you have a winner for us this week? Having a pun, we 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 don't mind where, J.D., I think i uh, stick with Shiva. I think she's going
2: right. to be pretty good,
1: pretty hard to beat on Saturday. I love her Shiva. So we'll jot that one down into our black book. Good luck in Sydney, mate. We appreciate your time as always.
2: Beautiful. Thank you for having me.
1: Seems like we've been talking about this race for an eternity. I speak of the Osco and uh, it will be happening, of course, on Saturday, on Everest Day. And it's a $2 million race for the Country Gallopers of New South Wales. And boy, it's a terrific field that we'll be assembling for this feature and uh, the favourite, of course, is the superstar galloper from Scone and um, uh, she's a wonderful mare, Opal Ridge, and she dominates the market. She'll be first up, basically, in the Kosciuszko and her trainer, Luke Pepper, joins us now here on Giddy Up on this Tuesday. Good morning to you, Luke. Thanks for your time, mate. How is she?
4: Yeah, good morning, Gareth. How are you, mate? Um, Yeah, no, she's great, mate. Very happy with her. Um, Everything's gone quite smoothly into... The race got a few days to go yet, but, um, yeah, just uh, everything seems to be in line.
1: So did you give her a gallop this week? When was her last final piece of work?
4: Yeah, she galloped yesterday morning um, on the course proper here at Scone, and, um, yeah, it was a bit of maintenance work. She's done all the work now, and, um, yeah, she, she worked super and pulled up really well from that. So, um, yeah, looking forward to Saturday.
1: Is it more difficult as a trainer to prepare and first up for a race like this compared to having a run under your belt, heading towards a big grand final. Can you talk us through that particular process as oh, look, a trainer, trying to get it right?
4: Yeah, she look, she's just brilliant first up. She's yep. unbeaten first up and just so good even off the back of a freshen up. So um, that was always the plan leading in. We took her down to um, Sydney um, three weeks ago to give her a trial. So she's had a trip down and back. And just the whole day out that day was, you know, like a run without the pressure. So um, she obviously had a little bit of residual fitness there from Brisbane as well. So um, she goes in really well. I couldn't be happier with her fitness. You know, she wouldn't have blown a candle out after her work yesterday and her first up record's just been, you know, she's just phenomenal, you know, uh, first up. So that's why we um, went in with the plan of, um, of that and um, hopefully we can pull it off.
1: It's a $2 million race and she was purchased at the classic yearling sale. Back in two thousand and twenty-one for twenty thousand dollars, are the owners pitching themselves a little bit? They've won enough prize money already, and you've done a wonderful job with this four-year-old. But it's 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 going to be some some day for everybody involved with these horses, especially if you got the yeah, favorite. Well,
4: she was actually passed in at the sale. She yep. um, didn't get a bid through the ring, and um, uh, lucky Harry from Inglis contacted my owners, and it was in their sort of price range. They obviously didn't have a lot of money to spend, and. Um, so they went down and um got her for twenty grand, lucky enough for me. So, um, yeah, look, it's funny how things go, you know, that's why I guess we're all in racing, you know, just uh you know, keeps the dream alive, I yeah. guess, you know, yeah. for me to, and my owners not spend so much on a horse and for her to come out and be what she is. It's um, you know, it's an incredible story and you know, we're just incredibly proud of the horse and she's only early in a career too. So, um, yeah, no, we're just excited for the future with her.
1: I think the success of this Kosciuszko, if you ask me, Luke, is that you've got horses competing in this year's race and it is for country gallopers and it's and it's designed to um, inspire country trainers and, and owners to, to buy a nice horse or to find a, a nice horse because you can race for prize money like you're going to do on Saturday. But I think the best part yeah. about this race is that you've got horses like yourself and um, – a few of the others far too easy that could be competitive in a group one like a, a strad broke later on in the year it's it's a group it's a group quality type of race where these horses have got group one quality in them
4: yeah i definitely think um the whole new south wales country racing system with the highways every Saturday, you know the country championships the cosy Oscos. it's it's really made us in have to be better and um it shows with the horse, I think it's an absolute credit to all the trainers that got runners in the Kosciuszko, this, the type of horses that have um produced from country areas in New South Wales and um to put a field together like this is um quite incredible and you know, I'm very proud to be a part of it and um yeah, no, it's a great race, mate. There's you know, there's some really nice horses in it and uh, as you say, they 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 would not look out of place in any other group race on the day, you know. So um yeah, no, it's a credit to all the trainers and Owners and um, everybody in sort of country, New South Wales.
1: Well, you should be proud with everything you've you've done, mate. You're inspiring others as well. A trainer um, that started off at Marooey has headed to Scone, and you've been able to get success on the track. But you deserved a good horse, and you got one in Opal Ridge, and go and get them in the Cozy Osco. What barrier do you want first of all before we say goodbye? What's the perfect gate you? Well,
4: We'd love to draw a nice gate. That'll just make things a bit easier. But, look, there's going to be plenty of speed in this race Mm -hmm. on paper, and um, she'll settle back. And and, um, so, look, gates are not as much of an issue for us, I guess, um, with the the speed on. But, um, look, obviously it'd be nice just to draw sort of in the middle of the field there somewhere where she can just pop out and not sort of have to go too far back. But, um, yeah, she'll she'll enjoy the, the hot tempo and hopefully she can produce something like the day when she won at Scone.
1: I think you've got a pretty handy jock on to help you overcome any obstacles that might um, come your way there on Saturday in James McDonald. So, mate, we wish you the best of luck. Thanks for your time, Luke, here on the Bet365 Country Racing Hour. And, uh, yeah, enjoy this week, mate. Fantastic. Thanks a lot, guys. Matthew Dunn is on fire at the moment, the superstar trainer from Mewillaba. He's got his gallopers performing at their best, especially when they're heading to Sydney and Denny Grove, has been the horse that's been, in everyone's eyesight, basically, heading towards the Kosciuszko, while some of the other major contenders are attempting to win this race first up. Denny Grove has been winning Highways for Fun, and he's been backed into third favourite now with Bet365, and Maddie Dunn joins us here on at Giddy Upset Bet365 Country Racing Hour. Maddie, good morning to you. First of all, congratulations. Uh, the team's on fire at the moment, mate.
3: Thank you. Yeah, we're having a really good run, and- as we know, you have ups and downs, but um, at the moment, uh, life's good. Everything's rolling on really well.
1: It looks like it's the perfect preparation for Danny. 1,100 back to 1,000, then he got, he'll got he get to the 1,200 metres on Saturday with some good race fitness behind him.
3: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, he's sort of going going through the same program as he has his last couple of runs. You know, he's uh, going a month between, which seems to suit. Um, he's, he's perfect. He did his last little bit of pace work this morning um, here at home. Uh, before he heads down to Sydney Wednesday evening. The
1: 1,200 metres, um, your thoughts about that?
3: Oh, I think it's perfect for him. You know, yeah. I'd sort of prefer him 1,200 in the shorter races, to be honest. Um, it's going to be high pressure, you would assume. There's, there appears to be lots of tempo in the race, um, which will suit him. Um, and no, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy, since a bit of that- rain would help, but I don't think we're going to get that. Yeah, uh, so no, regardless of that, he was effective on on, um, on top of the ground last start. So we're not overly concerned. But um, as I said, he, he, does, uh, he does improve on rain-affected grounds. So if we happen to get a storm or something Friday night, um, if that can be arranged, that would be perfect.
1: Has he surprised you with well how well he's performed this preparation?
3: The talent's always been there. Yeah. Um, but probably mentally, I think he's he's finally sort of um, put it all together, this prep, and that, that's been the difference he's... Uh, He's a complete package now, and he, he's you know he's been a work in progress. He's had lots of problems along the way, and um, now that he's sort of put it all together, I'm not surprised that he's racing at the level that he is. Um, you know, a bit disappointed if he didn't get to that level, to be honest, with the talent that he showed early. But he has had lots of excuses for, you know, pr- probably a couple of um, plainish preps. Uh, but he's you no know, he's really found himself now.
1: Is that a is that a situation as a horse trainer that you have to be patient with him or you get into his mind and you work him out a little bit or you just get him over some of those niggling issues that would have been maybe affecting his him mentally
3: yeah that's more the case it's i mean you you can fix problems you know he said you know he's had a range of little issues not not major horrible problems or anything like that but just little things that you, you can you can fix the physical side of things, but I think the mental side is, is what we need to sort of yeah. address and, and that's what we're focused on this preparation from, from sort of the get-go. You know, all of his trials have been soft, encouraging him to relax, improving his barrier manners, um, tinkering with gear, just sort of trying to, to get him back to a spot where he was when he won his first start at Warwick Farm, pretty nice. much. Um, and that we've sort of, it's taken a long time to do and, you know, last preparation things were going badly. Um, you know, we ended up with a couple of really tough runs and that sort of told on him a bit so you know it um, takes a bit of convincing to, to sort of say let's put him in the paddock after a few runs and start afresh to sort of get things going but um, once we achieve that and, and we could start again within this prep yeah. as I said the focus has been on getting him to relax into his races and that's been the difference
1: Jeez um, set Fierce has been a horse mate and that was some win with that weight in the Alan Brown bring on the big dance I would imagine
3: Yeah he's, he's going great isn't he you know he's, uh, you know, he's he's a he's an absolute competitor um and and he's he's really starting to to find his spot now uh you know he's loving all these these dry tracks cuz he's he's you know got the only horse from Europe that can't handle wet ground but he's um you know he's he's really doing a great job for us at the moment and he's a bit the same as Derry Grove you know he's had his problems along the way and it's taking him a little while to find his groove but Both horses seem to be um, really clicking now, and and we're certainly looking forward to the big dance with him, that's for sure.
1: I've got about 10 seconds. Do you have a winner for us today, mate?
3: Uh, I think probably my best is probably centre bounce. I think she'll be very hard to beat.
1: That's all we need today. Go and get them in the Kosciuszko and the big dance. Manny, we appreciate your time. Thank you. A friend of ours here on Giddy Up. For a little while now, he's from the Great Tip-Off. He's got a wonderful strike rate. You can get his results there on the Great Tip-Off. They speak for themselves. And uh, he knows these country gallopers better than anyone. Um, he loves doing his form in in country racing in New South Wales. And more importantly, he knows these trainers really well as well. And he joins us now. Luke, good morning to you. Good
5: morning, Gareth. How are you going?
1: Good, thank you. What do you make of the Kosciuszko this year? I was, I was having a chat to Luke Pepper um, about 10 or 15 minutes ago and I was like what the country championship and the Kosciuszko has been able to do for country racing New South Wales. I don't think you can actually put a dollar figure on it, but what I think it's done personally is that it's worked in a way which has inspired the country trainers of New South Wales. First of all, they've got a purpose to dream big. So they've got inspiration Now, to dream big, to say, all right, then we've got the opportunity, a better opportunity to compete for some big prize money on the biggest stage of all, which is Everest Day there in Sydney. So I think that's been a a big winner, despite the prize money that you're you're racing for, but it's inspired country people. And second of all, that they've been able to um, get better horses into their care and these horses are not just going around in a Kosciuszko for $2 million, but these horses could be competitive in Group 1s. For instance, like a Stradbroke, like a Far Too Easy and an Opal Ridge who weren't far away in getting into that race last year. They could play a part in a race like that this year. So it's producing Group 1 quality gallopers for country New South Wales, which I think at the end of the day is what the, the inspiration and the vision of Racing New South Wales Um, Was to make sure that gallopers in new south wales especially in the country regions um, become better and they get better quality of thoroughbreds in their backyard
5: yeah 100 percent i mean you can see with as you mentioned the the top tier here in this race like the opal ridges i mean luke pepper was probably dreaming of a horse like this a few years ago and now it's landed in his camp and it's it's a household name. If you speak to most regular punters who go and have a have a go on a weekend, they'd all know who an Opal Ridge is, and it's probably one of the fan favorites. I'm sure in the big race, it's going to have plenty of backing and plenty of support for it. So um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes.
1: Yep. Now, let's have a look at this market, and we'll go through a few of the, the fancy rivals and then uh, the fancied runners, I should say, then we'll get your... Your selections before the Barrow draw, which makes it a little bit difficult, I know. But we'll start with Opal Ridge. As Luke Pepper pointed out, she's at her best when she's first up. And she'll be first up over the 1,200 metres in the Kosciuszko. She had a a track gallop in Sydney about three weeks ago. So she had a trip up and down that highway. And uh, he believes that he couldn't get her any better before the Kosciuszko. And the other major plus is that she gets James McDonald in a race like this
5: yeah hundred percent and I think one of the most key factors here she's actually pretty versatile um in how she runs so a lot of there's a lot of speed in this year's edition i mean there normally is but in particular there's so many front runners on pace uh basically runners in this event the fact that she can take a seat sort of just in front of midfield it's going to put her in such a good position and especially with jay mac he's the best in the business he'll be able to slot her in somewhere with cover and if all goes to plan she should be the one storming over the top of them but it's easier said than done the barriers as you mentioned do play a big part but if she draws well in one of those middle barriers and she can just slot into the running line she does look awfully hard to beat
1: yeah um yeah i think she deserves to be favorite the other horse that enjoys to be fresh for a race like this is Far Too Easy, who's based at Mewilla Bar for David McComb. This is his dream horse, owned by his family, and uh, um, Far Too Easy has been a sensational horse for his family, a son of all too hard. Um, he tried to get into a broke last year. He was second in this race last year as well. Can he go one better, Luke? What... What needs to happen for him to be a big chance come Saturday?
5: Yeah, he definitely can. I mean, I, I remember his last run at the track. He was in the Grafton yeah. um That was only at listed level. But he looked home for all money before the big goodbye came with like a blistering finish just to run over the top of him. Um, he SP'd short on that occasion. I think he started around about $5, and that was a really quality field. Um, if you go back to his form lines around Queensland, he's been running very consistent and he always puts in. So he will get a bit further back than a couple of the other rivals. But as I mentioned, with the amount of speed in the race, if they really do go blistering quick, he will be flushing at them later. And especially with the rail out three metres at Ranwick. I think it will suit those run-on types. So if you can get to that middle of the track... Um, and they've gone a bit quick early, he, he'll he be really strong late through the line. So definitely one to follow. And I, I do think it's worth noting, I know the race is run over 1,200 metres, but in my opinion, you do sort of want to force that, is probably peak, like can peak around that 1300, it's actually 1400 meter mark. Because it is a genuine tempo, you want those ones that are going to be really straight, strong late, and you don't want them to be paddling over the final 50 meters because the runs will be coming from left and right. So it's really key, and I think yep. Opal Ridge can handle that.
1: All right, then. So good push there for Far Too Easy and also Opal Ridge. So Far Too Easy, 450, Opal Ridge, $3. I'm trying to get onto Matty Dale as well with Front Page because. Jeff Dreher did a wonderful job with this Galloper and then he recently retired. So he's in the care of Matty Dale and he had a trial at Goulburn and he was second behind Mogo Magic. But watching that trial, it was after one of the, it was after the last, I think last week of one of their race meetings. And to, to the eye, I think front page trial better than Mogo Magic. What, what did you make of that trial?
5: Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, he sat off him and he came He came late, but it was all hands and heels. Yep. Um, Logo Magic was really being pushed out towards the end, whereas front page was just cruising in behind. He was trucking along. I mean, he's the reigning champion. So obviously he's got, he's got the runs on the board. He knows how to win this race. So, yeah, it, it all points to a big run fresh.
1: So how does the weights work with this? It's, it's set weights, isn't it, and penalties. Is that right?
5: Yeah, that's correct. So because he's he's one last event, he'll he'll have to carry top weight. So, so
1: will that come into play, do you think, at the end of 1,200 metres?
5: It, it shouldn't. The, over the 1,200 metres, I mean, if you get an economical run, obviously you're going to be far more um, set to put in a finishing burst. If he does draw wide and he does get caught three deep, obviously he's going to struggle in that case. We did see him in the Wagga Town plate. Oh. Um, this was a couple, about 19, no, about 20, 22 weeks ago or so. Um, he was three deep the trip. He was so brave. He had a big weight. And he only got done by Mitchby's um, Memmuth, um yeah. right on the line, uh, who had a very, very soft run. So... Yeah, all things considered, he, he he put in a blistering run when fresh, and I think that's when he produces his best runs as well.
1: So he's at $6 front page, and then we get to the horse that we've been seeing a little bit of late as well, and that's Denny Grove. He's won a couple of highways. We had a chat to Matty Dunn. He says that this galloper's had the perfect preparation for Kosciuszko, that mentally he's now the real deal, he's the complete package, and he's living up to his ability that he's always showed as a younger horse because he did lose him for a couple of preparations um, 1,200 metres he steps up to, and he believes that this will be his best trip. He's at $7 on the fourth line of betting. This will be his biggest test of late. Do you think he's up to it?
5: He's flying, um, yeah. put it that way. I mean, the way he trucked up in that last race, um, in the highway, I think it was at Randwick as well, it was it was un, unseen in a highway like that. He yeah. he On the bench, he just moved into the race so beautifully. And he put pace on him in a couple of strides and just went right away from him. And that was on a day where it was actually not that easy to make ground out wide. And for him to do it in that fashion, it was very impressive. So if if um, Matty Dunn is, is keen, um, I think it's it's worth having a look at him if you like him. I probably can't see you off him. Um, I do think the leap is pretty high and sometimes the high-pressure races can mm-hmm. bring... These sort of horses undone, but he, he's the unknown factor. So if he if he just explodes on the day, he could be anything.
1: And he's become the king of country New South Wales in a way, Matty Dunn, with the job that he's done with these type of horses. He wins highways for fun, and he's based up at Moella Bar. So they do have to have a fair trek to get to Sydney these horses. And he's got a horse like cepheus that was amazing in an, in an Alan Brown with sixty two on his back, and he's the firm favourite for a race like the Big Dance. So. Manny Dunn knows the – he's got the formula right at the moment and he's in a rich vein of form as a trainer. So you definitely got to respect Denny Grove. And then you've got Mogo Magic. Now, we tried to get on Scott Collins this morning and there was reports from the New South Wales stewards that he had a stone bruise. He's had a a minor setback, which can't be ideal ahead of a race like this.
5: Yeah, not at all. I mean, you need – you sort of need the perfect preparation to take out this race. Um, you either want to be fresh coming in off some hot trials or just a nice build-up with like two runs, uh, two spaced-out runs, building up the fitness. And, yeah, if there's any little little nicks or knocks on him and it's going to let him perform at his best, I think you can sort of put a pen through him. So okay. also in my, as I said before, there's... So much speed, he's going to be pestered a lot of the way by a couple of speedsters, especially a couple of the ruffies of the field who might not be able to win, but will be there at about the 200 meter, like Kimberly Secrets and a few others. Um, I think potentially, yeah, it's not his race this year. But it's not to say in, in the coming years if he keeps going on the trajectory he's going, that he couldn't he couldn't surprise in a couple of years.
1: Mammoth is an opportunist, as you pointed out. He defeated Front Page in a Wagga Town Plate now we all know that front page deserve that victory because they don't go too much bigger in defeat than what front page did that day. But that's mammoth. He can make, um, he can take opportunities like that if they fall his way and other horses do too much work or have not much luck. So that mm. means he always has to be a chance, does he, in a race like this. And he's at $17 and he's probably at his right quote. But if the brakes go his way, he's got the ability to win a race like this
5: yeah that's exactly right he is he's he's the ultimate opportunist right yeah. he he isn't the most talented in this field, not by any stretch of the imagination, but what he is he's honest he was he's always on a run a good race if he gets the right setup. And if he manages to slot in, he'll be another one that can actually run on late. We have seen him in the past be actually versatile. I believe he won a race, I think it was at Flemington, um, a listed event. This was going back a couple of months where he actually led them up um, the whole way. Um, That's not his normal racing pattern. He was actually ridden upside down on the day, but nothing could go past him. So if you give him a sniff, um, and he does hit the front at some stage. He is awfully hard to chase down. So I wouldn't I don't think he's going to start any shorter, as you mentioned. I think seventeen dollars twenty dollars is his right quote. but yeah, if if you like him, he is worth a speckle, but I couldn't I couldn't have too much on him
1: myself. So outside those horses that are well in the market mate, um, is there any horses left field at a big price that you think are a small chance or maybe a big chance of causing an upset there? in a Kosciuszko come Saturday?
5: Yeah, there's two. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be going massive on them. They're just worth a couple of dollars each way. Um, the first one's Broken Hill. Um, this used to be a, a um, MJW Hawks runner, and he got transferred over to, I believe it's Chris Lee's. Um, no, it's not Chris Lee's, sorry. It is... Uh, Cody Morgan. Yeah. Um, It races in the Oz uh, Oz Bloodstock Colours. Basically, he he was untapped. Uh, The Hawks couldn't get the best out of him, but ever since he's gone to Cody Morgan, he's been in blistering form. He put pay to a couple of fields at Tamworth, and then he went to Grafton in a BM at 85, and he absolutely spanked the field at a short quote. Um, He now has his first, basically, shot in a big race in the city, the Ramwick track will suit him to the ground. And if he's ready to fire first up, which he looks, he looks likely off his last trial, um, he could surprise. And he's about, I think he's 17, $18 off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, that's it. He's about $18 with bet 365.
5: Yeah. And the other one just also, this is that a massive quote. I've been trying. Um, he had a really, really good campaign. Um, last, the last time we saw him at the races. Um, he is, better over further. 1,200 metres is a bit short of his best. But as I mentioned, you do want those horses that aren't going to be paddling late. And if he's been um, prepped well by Matthew Kelly, and um, he's based out of Canberra, he should put in a big run. He's got form lines behind Palmetto, Attractable. He actually knocked off Attractable. Now, that horse actually went on to win two races in town. Um, so... Yeah, he's he's he can surprise at about fifty one bucks.
1: Beautiful. So that's a just having a look at the market there with bet three six five once again. So yeah, I've been trying fifty one dollars. So if I gave you a hundred dollars to play in this year's Cosy Osco, I know it's before the barrage, or how would you spend it, Luke?
5: Yeah, so I had a I'd have seventy on Opal Ridge. I think She's a class runner of the field. Um, she is proven at group level. Um, she is going to get in light of the weights. Um, she looks, gets J-Mac. The barrier draw is important, but if she gets in the running line, it might, honestly might be curtains before the bend. So happy to have 70 on her. And then, as I mentioned, i have $10 on three roughies. Um, I'll have $10 on Broken Hill. I have $10 on, I've been trying, I have $10 on Akasawa. So they're all paying, I think, $18 plus. So yeah, Opel Ridge for a big result, or else one of the roughies um, to also get up to get us a collect.
1: So Akasawa 50 to 1, I've been trying 50 to 1, and Broken Hills at $26. We've got $70 at Opal Ridge there at $3 on at Bet365. Of course, the world's favourite online betting brand, Um, what could you be buying instead for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Hey, Luke, much appreciate that preview there for the Kosciuszko. It's going to be some race, some concept. I love the build up. I love the opportunity these country trainers and I guess owners and slot holders have been given because of this, this new race, the Kosciuszko. I think it's been a terrific marketing tool as well for racing New South Wales. So bring it on.